This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me tell you about keeps. Uh, if you're ready to look a little more like me and a little less like Stu, mm. boy, the hair loss is getting bad. Really bad. That's true at all, I think. Uh, you can't see it from behind. No, I mean that's true. No one, no one can see that. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, bad. like every other adult male, I've looked in the mirror five hundred fourteen thousand yeah. times. It's bad. Have you looked down in the shower drain? That's yeah. where you see it. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's you got to hop on it. Then <laughs> that's when you got to hop on. Oh, there's just nothing worse than losing your hair. Um, you can right now get the the best hair loss treatment uh, at a fraction of the price because you're going to get the uh, the keeps. Uh, generic version of the best stuff out there. All you have to do is just go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. You don't have to go to a doctor. You take a couple of pictures of your hair. You send it into the website. They have a licensed doctor. Look at it. Decide what's right for you. And then they send the the treatments right to your door. It's really simple. And you'll save 50% off your first first order now at K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Welcome to the uh, program, Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos, you did it. Or he's about to. T minus, what, eight and a half minutes, six minutes now. Uh, And we're going to be covering the launch of the world's largest phallic symbol. So he can go into space and say, look at me. I'm wearing a tight fitting astronaut suit. (laughs) And uh, who's greater than me? Jeffrey Bezos, you did it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Alrighty, let me tell you about uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a company that I started um, years ago with my uh, with my brother um, because we really, when we were selling a house, we both wanted uh, somebody that would really bust their butt. Um, but do it smart, you know, smartly. They would they would do the things that it takes to sell a house. And studies show that uh, the only thing that happens after you do an open house and you blow up all the balloons and you clean your house all day, you know, Friday night and, and Saturday morning for the big showing of the house is you get a bunch of other real estate agents walking through and then you get all the nosy neighbors. It's not a way to sell your house. There are formulas on ways to sell your house, especially in today's world, and they got to know the best practices. So what are they? Well, we know what they are, and we'll share them with you, and we'll share how we find the best real estate agents in the area. And then we'll um, uh, pick a couple for you in your area. You call us, and we'll say, if we have somebody in that area, we'll say, this is the one that we have vetted and we feel really good about. 
It's realestateagentsitrust.com. For the best practices, the best results, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. Find your real estate agent there. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV, you've heard the lies about critical race theory. It's harmless. It's just a law theory. It's the new conservative boogeyman. Opponents of CRT are racist. It's not being taught in public school. Glenn exposes the true origins of critical race theory and gives you the facts you need to fight back in the war for our children's minds. Watch Marxist Methods, debunking the left's lies about critical race theory. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. How about you? But I am. Are you excited? You excited for Jeffrey Bezos going into space? Wow. Hugely impressive. It's funny because it really, really demystified space travel. It really does. <laughs> People just don't I, don't. I don't know what that is. I feel like there was a time where it was like the most incredible thing that and everyone was maniacally obsessed with it. And now there's still a group of people who are maniacally obsessed with it. Every time Elon Musk does anything, we need to know about it, apparently. But, you know, I guess you're not supposed to really like Jeff, Jeff Bezos. He's like the billionaire you're not supposed to like. Yeah, the, you know, there is, I think there is a, uh, uh, there's a poll up on the internet on, uh, on uh, Jeff Bezos going up into space and then never returning. And uh, <laughs> like 90% of it is go up into space and never return. I don't know why he gets such a bad name. He's just number one. He's just, he's the richest guy in the world. Right. He's he, and that, now Elon Musk gets a complete break on all of, I mean, all of the things because he's quirky because he yeah i guess because he's quirky and mm-hmm. bezos is sort of boring he's sort of a a boring rich guy where because musk does it like i do it you know i wouldn't do all the global warming stuff but would i build my own flamethrower company for no reason yeah probably you know, you know what I mean? like he does billionaire like you he does fantasy billionaire he's like a fantasy league billionaire where like like way beyond the I'm going to buy a sports team. Yeah, like if you go buy a sports team, you're you know, you're doing all sorts of things that you're not doing when you're doing a fantasy league team. Fantasy league team, you're making crazy trades, you're you know, you're releasing people for no reason, you're naming your team crazy things. He's like a fantasy league billionaire. He just does crazy stuff. Right. Where Bezos is like I'm going to deliver your packages efficiently. <laughs> it's like it's like not nearly as cool right but here he even is. this with the with the space thing it's just not as cool with elon musk it was like you know he, I mean, he, he put the car with the astronaut in it as he launched <laughs> it out into space where bezos this is just like this will save us a lot of money this will be really good for the economy and I'm going to go with it. Right. And I'm going to wear I'm going to wear something because I'm not a good looking guy. I'm not a sexy guy, but I'm. I'm going to wear a spacesuit that is probably four times too small for me. Um, but uh, I think the ladies will dig it. At least the ladies I hang out with. Uh, they've just retracted the uh, the bridge. From can we do we have any uh, live uh, in the cabin because it'll sway the stack back and forth. There go the aft fin checks. Forty-five seconds away or so. That's there. Uh, you see the engine gimbal check just peeking out at the base of the rocket. That's Bezos pounding on the door trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. I was kidding. 
<laughs> All right, here we go, everybody. Thousands of people contributed years to this historic moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Branson really just came in and cut him off last second, didn't he? Yeah. Godspeed, first crew of New Shepherd. Let's light this candle. Let's light this candle, candle, everybody. Hey, let's light this candle. (laughs) Who wants to do the electric slide? (laughs) T minus 16, guidance internal. They're lighting the candle. It's lit. The candle's lit. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7. Six. We went early. Five. No. Four. <laughs> okay. Command engine start. Two. One. like a giant phallic symbol though yeah. that is you know, not the thing I do it's not <laughs> it's just, they needed I mean, to redesign the spacecraft right no. this is not a <laughs> this is like ladies we're going into space <laughs> come on they did this intentionally this is not real footage <laughs> go Jeff go Mark go Wally go Oliver you are going to space well not really this is you're another one of those borderline space yeah flights. you're going low orbit still pretty cool yeah he so they're not going around the world they're going up and then they're coming back down and they've got about three minutes where they're in uh oh my goodness listen to the roar of the be3 engine we are just about to unbelievable the shape of the spacecraft oh i know how did they make it like this this is incredible it is and especially for and look what it's like when you're watching the footage. It's going up and down, up and down. It's bad. It's I bad. expect this sort of behavior from Elon Musk. Yeah. I would expect it from him. He's making 420 jokes all the time. But this is the, you know what it is? This is so appropriate for Bezos because it, that's all it is. I got a bigger spaceship than you. That's so true. Uh, so there it goes. Uh, Can you leave the uh, audio the rocket just under our shoulders and to know that we've got a crew that is going, going up to space. 1,400 miles an hour right now. It it, it just feels different, doesn't oh, it, no. Gary? Don't, it don't totally say that, different. honey. <laughs> All right, you can follow is along, a, of course, the speedometer in the bottom left, the altimeter the in two thousand uh, miles an hour. of the screen 100,000 miles an hour, yeah, 132,000 feet up. Go for throttle. So up. far, appears to be a nominal flight. It's a it's a bad descriptor. Nominal. Nominal. It sounds like a really boring word. But I think that's what you want. Yeah. Coming up here on Miko, main engine cutoff that will be followed shortly by separation. And at that point, after separation, we're gonna uh, let the, the astronauts unbuckle and take in the freedoms of zero g. There is Miko, main engine cutoff. A beautiful shot down the New Shepard rocket. Look at that view. And now, just, look at Elon, the view. It's just a it's a dot in the sky. No, you from the the back of the butt end <laughs> of the rocket. Uh, the uh, awaiting separation here. Elon Musk has not gone into space, right? No. Yeah. Only Br- Branson and and I guess now Bezos. And Branson did it like. I mean, I guess he did it because he was going to be the first billionaire to go up and in space. Is that what it is? You can start to see. They're Stand by. You're going to zero, see the separation G. of the capsule from the booster itself. Over 300,000 feet, by the way. It's considerable. They're slowing down now. 
Slowing down, but still still going up. That's too high. You only need That's to go. Too, you only need to, 250,000 feet is fine, guys. I really want Bezos to do an Amazon promo while he's up there. It's like, oh, we're here, and by the way, on Amazon Prime Video right now, you can go see. <laughs> so they're in zero G. You're hearing uh, the voices in the cabin, I believe. And the one thing that and there we go. Our astronauts have passed the Karman line at about 328,000 feet, continuing their ascent. You see the two vehicles there. When the speed hits zero, you know that they've oh, hit yeah. Hapagee, their maximum Woo! altitude, and you hear they're having <laughs> quite an experience. 351,000 feet, by the way, was their peak altitude. And now they're coming down. And that's, uh, that's what happens so, when you... <laughs> When something goes up, yeah, it comes this down. is the other side of it. Where I was yeah. like, hey, this is the other expected outcome. And so it's so appropriate because it's lasted about three minutes. <laughs> 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 and all the excitement, all of the, yeah! you know, this is going to be forever. All of that is one gone. Minute, Everyone feels underwhelmed. Everyone's <laughs> this like, is exactly the same way was it, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh... <laughs> There's a sense of regret now right. all over everyone's faces. I spent all that money, and that was it. Uh. <laughs> and then they'll all wake up again trying to do it tomorrow, yeah. which is the sad part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was great. Remember, if we could just be up there longer, that would be... So now, how does this thing land? Do we know? Does this... I mean, I know we know. <laughs> we don't know, Glenn. We have no idea how it's going to land. My yeah. understanding is it comes down until it gets close to the Earth, and then it uh, it touches the Earth, and that's the landing. Right. No, yeah. but is this a, a rocket landing like Musk? I don't know. I've not been paying attention to Bezos. I have a, the, the theory that basically, like, people who grew up and really saw, like, the moon landing were really into it are still into space. And really young people are into space that are in this generation of seeing people like Elon Musk do it. Where, like, in the middle, there's a big gap of people who just don't. Like, I, my memory of space travel was literally in my, you know, I don't know, what was I, 10-year-old classroom watching this the Challenger blow up. That's, like, legitimately what I remember about it as a kid. Like, <laughs> just a, a scarring experience. I remember being on the air that day of the Challenger and watching it. And and I don't even think, I'm not even sure we took it because it had become such a, yeah. Eh. Well, it was the big, it was because of the teacher. So yeah, every yeah, school yeah. kid, they're like, hey, everybody, a teacher's going to, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a little. It, it really was scarring. Yeah, yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was. It's like you're there with your teacher and like they're all excited to see their coworker go into space. Look, and then they're about to land. Thank you again, everybody, okay. for joining us live for our first human oh, yeah. flight on New missed. Shepard. So far, a nominal flight. Our booster is about to that. return to its landing pad. There we see engine relight. <laughs> the sonic boom. Oh, my God. They're 14 feet under the ground now. Oh, gosh. 
They're on the ground. They've made it. And let's blow this nice. candle out. Freaking incredible. That is nuts. First touchdown. Welcome back, New Shepard. Absolutely incredible. A beautiful do that. rocket that provided a beautiful I flight to space. I want to see if he peed himself. I want to see him walk out. See if he peed himself. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that was really that was seven. That was seven minutes. And now he's getting dressed and uh, he's leaving. Uh, I mean, that is really it says a lot. The spaceship, I take it back, is appropriately shaped. Yeah, it, it is. really is it for really Jeff is. Bezos. So mm-hmm. uh, we got that going for us. <laughs> wow. OK, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is definitely not Amazon. <laughs> you heard me talk about my Patriot Mobile b- before. You know what they stand for. They're a great mobile service, more affordable, and they stay ahead of the competition. They stand for American values. They put their money where their mouth is. Literally, Patriot Mobile donates a portion of, of what they make, their profits, uh, to conservative causes. Unlike the big mobile companies, many of which are donating to leftist causes, these causes are great. The choice should be clear. You have a great phone service, usually better coverage. It's the most coverage of any uh, of the uh, cell providers. They have the best customer service. That's not me saying that. That's uh, voted on by the people. Uh, And they also will save you a ton of money. Right now, you can get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both offers come with premier activation. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck for details. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck for details. Or 1-972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. It's, uh, what is this? The floating capsule? Oh, they had separation. So the rocket already landed, but now Bezos is landing a few hundred feet from the ground. 200 feet. It's amazing this all started with, all right, we should send books in the mail. Yeah. People could go on a website and think, we'll mail them books. They're landed. That's They're their down. whole. That's how this thing started. Amazon. I mean, how crazy I, is that? It's also crazy that they funded this entire thing on just my wife's purchases, which is incredible <laughs> when you think about it. And touchdown. Welcome back, New Shepherd's first human crew. What? Isn't it crazy that we have reusable rockets now? I mean, I've never used to say, I mean, I, I bet Calo, I mean, uh, Florida, the coast of Florida's just got a bunch of rockets in the washing up on the beach now. I mean, because they would all fall back into the ocean. Remember the two big, uh, what was those, uh, Morton, what was it, Morton Five? I can't remember the name of it, but they made the two big boosters um, and they would peel off the side of the uh, space shuttle. And I always, I remember thinking, why don't we go get those? 
because they're no good anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they were no good anymore. And uh, it's called littering is what it is. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. And now there's a giant pile of plastic in the middle of the ocean where it's bigger than the than the state of Texas. Also, it doesn't exist. And everyone who tells you that is lying. But there is a, just just think about it. What if it was true? That's the important thing. What if it was? So can I ask you a question? Why do you think they named it New Shepherd? Uh, I, I don't know. It's an interesting name, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I hadn't put any thought into it, but I'm sure Jeff did. I'm sure he did. New Shepherd. <laughs> I mean... Is this like the uh, the Beatles thing? <laughs> He's bigger than Jesus? I was just thinking that it's New Shepherd, uh, you know, a, a company like Amazon shepherding us into mm. new places. Welcome to the Internet. You know, I've, it, you know, I know everyone has their everyone hates Amazon. It's the thing to do with. I, I don't hate I, Amazon. I, you know, they're, 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 they're I, my most favorite out of. They just do such a good job. They do. They do. I know that, like, I know there's definitely negatives about it, and I don't like the politics of Bezos. I don't like the politics of Musk, frankly, either. Mm -hmm. But these guys, like, there's a reason why Jeffrey Bezos is the richest guy in the world. He's my age. (laughs) Is he really? He was born in 1964. He was my age. And he, look, this, you think about, we were talking earlier about the Bo Burnham uh, special, the comedy special that's on Netflix, and, and he talks about his whole uh experience through covid and lockdown and everything and just think about about going through lockdown without the amazon without amazon just as a company yes there are other companies that do similar things as amazon wouldn't have happened but like i don't know how you get through it you're right how would you we wouldn't have have done it you wouldn't be able to get anything that you need no no (laughs) we wouldn't have done it and we probably would have been better for it possibly yeah i mean maybe the the maybe that policy doesn't exist because it's just not possible like is it possible to do lockdown without doordash slash uber eats or whatever however else you're getting no your i think you would have americans would have rebelled immediately think it of, made it it made it easier the technology about make it, it e- which one of those books is it is yeah. it uh, brave new world or i get them all confused animal farm it's not 1984 brave new world brave new world yeah where, where you like the technology made it possible for us to withstand right at least sometimes. I mean, think about it without Uber Eats. Think about it with uh, without the internet, without Amazon. Think about it without Netflix or Amazon Prime. No way. We would have, all what, 20 years ago, sat down and watched the Jerry Springer show every day? America would have lost <laughs> its mind. Lost its mind. All right. Back in just a second. Ben Shapiro's coming up in about a half an hour. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. Right now is the time to refi. Cut your monthly mortgage payments. Never been a better time. Historic low mortgage rates that we've gotten used to in the past year are rising slightly. They're still uh, low enough to get... uh, a real benefit if you're a homeowner. In fact, right now, 13 million or so homeowners are eligible for almost $300 a month in savings. You suppose you're one of those? 
Good way to find out. Call American Financing today. Let's say you're refinancing your mortgage. If it sounds scary to you, probably because you're thinking you've got to restart your whole loan again, but you don't. That's one of the many things that you can learn about when you give them a call. The consultants over at American Financing are all about making sure that you end up on the firmest financial footing you can. So call them right now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. The internet is your friend. Use it and save 10 bucks with that promo code, Glenn. So how much does the the shirt that Sarah is wearing cost? She's wearing a Peloton Mm -hmm. t-shirt. And uh, I know what Pelotons cost. And they are stupid expensive. Yeah. Stupid expensive. Well, and then they add on the monthly fee, which is, all right, I've just spent multiple thousands of dollars here. Are you really going to charge me $60 a month or whatever it is to, so I can stream classes? We all know YouTube is free, guys. Like, we all, we, come on, really? You're going to do that? And of course they are. And it works. And, they, and they're all millionaires. And, and soon they're all going to be building their own rocket ships. We're going to be the only ones without the a rocket ship. The only one without a rocket ship. Yeah. It's, it's just sad. It, which is funny because the story you always tell to new employees about me is don't start building a rocket ship. Right. Glenn will say, you know, maybe we should all, we should all go to the moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll change his mind. And so don't start. We all have multiple unfinished rocket ships in our backyard <laughs> yes that's what Stu always tells people <laughs> <laughs> it's important to know when you need to build the rocket, rocket ship, ship. That's, yeah that's, yeah that's soon important. i think it's coming i think it's coming soon so uh so seriously do you get do you get a free t-shirt when you buy the five thousand dollar treadmill or whatever it is um, no, you get 100 classes or 100 bike rides gets you a free t- T-shirt. 100 bike rides get you a free Peloton T-shirt. Now, now, to be clear, you have to buy the bike and pay the monthly fee and do 100 classes to get the T-shirt. So not free. <laughs> right. It's definitely not free. Uh, you know, I could print one that looks exactly like that and sell it to you for 20 bucks. Mm. Where that T-shirt probably costs you close to six grand. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, too, it's like a what, a th- you know, three or four thousand dollar bike. It's sixty bucks a month or whatever it is for eternity. And the worst part about getting that T-shirt is doing a hundred classes. To me, like the the thing I want to do least is actually yeah, do really the biking. <laughs> I don't want to be on it. I don't want to cycle. Nope. No. Nope. But that's why we look like we do. My uh, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife just got a Pilates machine. It's coming. What is a Pilates machine? I have no idea. It looks like a medieval torture thing. <laughs> it does. It's like, and she's like, "You're doing Pilates," and I'm like, "I'm not doing Pilates." Oh, you should definitely doing... live stream that on Instagram. You should. Oh, I, you I'm should... gonna wear. I'm. You know what'll make it? You know what'll make it stop? Mm. My wife saying you got to do Pilates is if I start wearing a leotard, and I'm going to. You keep, you keep threatening these things. I think you just like wearing leotards. No, and, I've and, never worn a leotard. I just know what I would look like in a <laughs> leotard. It would not be good. No. <laughs> it would not be good. It wouldn't exactly be a night at the ballet. Agreed. 
And she would not want it to be publicly posted. So she would allow you to get so, out of exercise. Uh, she would be like, no, n- no, I can't. No, you can't. Internet's down. Whole world. Yeah. Whole world. Yeah. Whole world is down. <laughs> People are trapped in their house, Glenn. It's not good. Don't do that to them. And I'm like, I'm not doing that to them. This is just like the way I like to exercise on my new Pilates machine. What the hell is Pilates? I mean, it's it's just like yoga, only it's strengthening and flexibility and, you know, supposed to make you leaner and taller and it's awesome. Yeah. Being Uh, strong and flexible, that just screams Glenn Beck, doesn't it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. It's like yoga. Yoga, I've done yoga before. Have you ever done yoga? No. Yeah, I've done yoga before. It's the most intense, like, uh, I don't know. You know, you're like, you know, do the gladfish or Downward dog. whatever and do it for, you know, 20 minutes. And it is so strenuous. At the same time, it is so relaxing. I fell asleep. It's the only, I was like, I was, I was going for it. And then I, <laughs> and <laughs> the yoga instructor said, Mr. Beck, are you sleeping? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is really good. I mean, it's strenuous, but I'm so relaxed. Mm -hmm. I'm so relaxed. It's time for a nap. So you should leave now. And they did, and they never came back. Points for me. Yeah. Points for me. (laughs) Did you do that in a leotard? No, I didn't do that in a leotard. That's when I could have worn a leotard. You know, now, now I'm only threatening it because... Whoa, no one wants to see me in that. <laughs> so do I look like a Pilates guy? I mean, not look like it, but do I look like Because this is the one my wife says, you will really like that. Because I've tried all of it. I hate all of it. Hate. And when all of it, all you of mean it. exercise? I mean walking. I mean to the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I hate it all. I hate it all. You've got the Wally lifestyle. It's the one you want, right? Like, isn't that, wasn't no, that actually, that- I, you know what I really would mm-hmm. like, except now you would have to be running because of all of the people that are trying to kill you and stab you. Uh, my best exercise was walking in the streets of New York. And remember, I mean, nobody could keep up with me. I'm a fast walker and I was in shape because I would walk a lot in New York City because I liked it. Because every time you'd see something new. And the good thing, too, there is there's a lot of... Uh- trying to escape threats because everybody walking on the street wanted to kill you yes so So it it had i mean my adrenaline was going it was really good yeah it was really good and i really liked it but there's no place else like new york city you know you you walk it's like let's go for a walk in the neighborhood i've seen it nothing's changed (laughs) maybe maybe bob has the station wagon out in front of the house instead of in the garage this time i mean i yeah. just get bored so fast yeah it's so boring like there's no homeless vomit anywhere in your neighborhood None. that's terrible there's no what needles a, to avoid yeah. <laughs> i mean when you're exercising let's say in new york or mm-hmm. san francisco you have to you're you're, you're always seeing there's new poop on the street mm-hmm. yeah. you know a new needle over it. here mm-hmm. you know somebody trying to urinate on you mm-hmm. you know five yards ahead i've heard right now new york and san francisco are great for exercise because you're constantly (laughs) fleeing violent attacks yeah it's great so and there's no cops around uh because they've banned them all so it's it's really great it's a great way to get your heart rate up and i can get the i heart new york 
uh, T-shirt for less than you paid for the Peloton. <laughs> so I, I, I like that. Uh, last night I watched uh, the special we were talking about uh, with Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my my daughter uh, Hannah, my second oldest. Yeah, if you didn't, if you missed the conversation yesterday, this guy who a comedian, mm. sort of, who was you know, well, pretty well known for Netflix specials and stuff, gave up on comedy like five years ago because he had really extreme anxiety. Was about to come back and start performing in January 2020, and then as he tells it, the funniest thing happened, mm-hmm. uh, and he did an entire comedy special from inside one room of his house over quarantine you know i think he was in la i'm not i'm not sure not sure but either way he was locked down i guess for basically a whole year so it took a whole year to do the special just him with a camera in one room it really is an amazing piece of work i've never seen the I, i watched this a second time i've watched it and i've never seen anything like it and i think you know, what's so frightening about it, it, it's it's very funny. And at the beginning, it's it's it, I'm just warning. It's very offensive in its language. Um, it's a comedy special on Netflix. Though, yeah, probably it's probably expected for yeah, most people. Correct. Um, but it is. And it's and it's kind of light and hmm, trivial at the beginning. Uh, but it took him a year locked in his house. And the guy is unstable. And it's almost like watching a real Truman show, except he knows he's trapped. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's the closest thing. I, I was watching it last night. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like it. And then I thought, it's kind of like the Truman show where where the guy is is trapped in this weird situation, this make-believe situation. And we're just watching him really deteriorate. Um, he is mentally um, fragile, I would say. He's a genius. You are watching a genius. I, I think this guy is the most gifted and one of the smartest guys I have ever seen uh, in performance. I mean, it is. It's performance art. You've never seen anything like this before. But when it hits intermission about halfway through, um, he realizes that COVID and the isolation is going to keep going. At the beginning of the video, it's kind of light because he's like, it's, you know, it's going to be over soon. And then six months into it, he's still making the video and he's he is realizing, are we ever going to leave lockdown? But his, especially in the second half, his discoveries of what's real and what's not uh are phenomenal i really i so want to play some of the stuff on the air because the commentary about where we are you're watching you're watching this guy in one of the most real performances you've ever seen and while he has kind of a breakdown on screen i don't think that that's the real breakdown i think that is him reenacting the breakdown but the breakdown you know is real Um, and, uh, he is coming to the understanding that the internet and, and what, what's going on in the world right now is blowing us apart. And he, he's just so clear 
while he is losing his mind, he's so clear on what the problems are. And I doubt we agree on things. Um, except the diagnosis of the problem. And uh, he has one song. I just want to play a little bit of it. He has, this is, this is towards the end. And it's, let me play, uh, play the beginning of it. It is, it's really remarkable. Um, He's he's a his music is beautiful, but then he's saying goodbye. I'll meet you. I'll meet you outside. I'll meet you on the street. But we're never coming back. We're never coming back together. I'll be on the other side of the street. It's it is such a brilliant piece of work. And. Last night when I was watching it, I was overwhelmed with the feeling that it was almost like dropping a pin. You know, when you drop a pin on a map on the timeline. This guy. I mean, in that song, it talks about, you know, you say it's it's uh, it's ending, but it's already over and nothing you can do uh, to change it. And it's. It is such a weird, dystopian almost piece, but it's real. And I felt like it was dropping a pen in the timeline. I feel like this special it, it would be or should be looked at poss- possibly in the future as the first real sign in mass culture that the collective knew. And because uh, I said to my daughter about halfway through, I said, what, what do you think of this? She said, well, it's funny, but it's all true. And I said, yeah, I know. And it's not like it's not true because it's Marxist or anti-Marxist or anything like that. It's true in its feeling. This guy is so wide open to feelings uh, and he knows he's he's got the collective zeitgeist nailed unlike anything i've ever seen his name is bo burnham uh and it is a uh it's a special called inside and you can find it on netflix it is uh, just warning if you are somebody that is offended by language and uh it is very edgy very edgy uh for anybody who is not used to the you know culture as it is today uh, but it, it is, watch it all the way through. It's absolutely brilliant. And as Bonhoeffer said, not to speak is to speak, not to stand is to stand. God will not hold us blameless. And I've always said that's so true because there's no excuse. We all know. And I think this special points out, we all know. We all know what's coming. 
so VidAngel, uh, what a great time <laughs> to talk about yeah. VidAngel. I don't know if, you know, they've got 11,000 TV episodes uh, and new ones coming out all the time as they release new stuff. I, I don't know if, if the Bo Burnham special is... Is on there or not? Is on there or not. I know they do tons of Netflix stuff. Tons of Netflix stuff, yeah. but it would also probably cut the time in about a quarter. <laughs> I uh, think it would still make sense. It would. It would. Yeah. It would. VidAngel is is great. Um, I don't believe in censorship. I do believe in me being able to censor for my own family. Um, you know, family members can handle different things. And, uh, you know, when I'm watching with a family, there's nothing. It seems like there's nothing to watch. Because of the violence or the language or the steamy seeds, whatever it is. Now for a dollar, you can try VidAngel for a month. Go to VidAngelBeck.com. VidAngelBeck.com. It allows you to skip all the parts that you don't want to see in your TV or movies. Use the promo code BECK1 and you'll get VidAngel for a month for only a buck. VidAngelBeck.com. Promo code BECK1. Well, NPR yesterday uh, did a story that um, shows that what Ben Shapiro is building, what we are building, is dangerous, is very dangerous. Um, they, they just figured out that we have an agenda, and we don't let people know that agenda, and because of that, they're duped. Ben Shapiro joins us next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Rough Greens. Um... I started feeding Uno rough greens, I don't know, a year ago, year and a half ago. And I'm telling you, it has made a total difference in him. I would not be hawking, you know, dog supplements uh, if it didn't make a difference in Uno. Um, and I've heard a lot of people that take this, it freshens their breath or whatever. I don't know exactly what this does. I know it's not a dog food. It's stuff you put on the dog's food that's chock full of all the things that they really need. Same thing your body needs. Um, and it has changed Uno. He has become healthier, happier, more active. And unlike humans, dogs seem to like the healthy stuff. You notice that? Like humans, uh, you put like, hey, this is healthy greens. You're like, oh, gosh. Uh, I, I, but dogs like it I, for some reason. I pray for a dog I could ever get. I'd pay a billion bucks for a dog that would eat vegetables so I could just throw them down on the floor, <laughs> scoop them off my plate. They they sniff them and they're like me. They sniff them, they look at them and they're like, I ain't eating that crap. Uh, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-GLEN-33. Call them now. I'm not sure if I should bring our next guest on. Um, not only is he using Facebook to build a business empire, according to NPR, and a dangerous one, according to NPR, I found something else out about Ben Shapiro, and I just looked at Stu and I said, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with the information other than Ben's been a friend of mine for a long time, so I think I have to just bring it up, you know, 
uh, on the air? Do, do you want to talk to him off the air about it? If it's true, it changes everything. And so he can, you know, he, I'm sure he can bat this one out of okay. the... Ben Shapiro joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Wow, and it is. Isn't that a weird coincidence every day? LifeLock is, um, is there to protect you online. And, man, I got to tell you, there's so many things to worry about. It's like, oh, geez, really? This too? It's like we are under constant attack all the time. And when it comes to the Internet, that thing is an evil magic box, I'm telling you. And uh, the Internet... You know, these guys are not sitting around in their in their mom's basement. They're they're actually in uh, buildings, most likely paid for by Putin or uh, or the Chinese Communist Party. And they are coming after not only our big businesses, but us as well. And if they can if they can tap in and get your identity and get your banking numbers and everything else, your whole life is gone. And then what? How do you even clean that up? This is where LifeLock is the best. Not only have they been in the business longer, I think, than anybody else. I think they invented this category. Um, But they also have with it not just a warning, not just a call. Hey, boy, you're screwed. We just found out somebody stole your identity. Good luck with that. They actually have a team that helps clean things up, and they work with you to make sure that your life is back in order. So I want you to call LifeLock now. 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. Mr. Ben Shapiro. Welcome. How are you doing? Well, I found something out, and I don't think this is true. You would have said something about it, uh, but I, I don't want to ambush you here. But uh, I've heard that you're Jewish. Is that true? Well, well I can't believe you can't believe everything you hear. <laughs> Look at how he's stumbling around this. I think he's Jewish. Holy cow, Ben. <laughs> It's out well, now. I mean, I mean, you might, yeah, you might as well live with uh, it. I just thought you always next wore. You'll, next, you'll be telling people. Next, you'll be telling people that that I like in control of space laser and. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't know. I heard I don't know. We, we don't talk about these things. We I don't talk about these things. I I swear to you, you told me that that little that little hat you wore was just too small. It was a cap that you had as a kid, and it was too small, and I believed it. That's. Okay. Well, Ben, we'll get. I tried to, I tried to keep it. Go- I tried to keep uh, it going as long as I could, Glenn. Right. Gosh, you, you know, know what, Ben? It is what's going on now is is as insane as what I just said to you. It's just insane what the mainstream media is is now trying to portray. There now there was a great article. Congratulations on the article from NPR. Uh, a great article where they have they have deemed. That you are a great danger now because of what you're building over at the Daily Wire. Uh, and they point to you and to us and to Breitbart. Uh, and they say that you are affecting millions of people and they don't know that you're a conservative. They have no idea that the Daily Wire is really a conservative uh, outlet. How can they possibly say something like, 
it's marked at the bottom of every single page of every article. How can they possibly say that? It's insanity. I mean, it is crazy, but it's perfectly predictable because right now when you watch Joe Biden and the New York Times and the entire media and democratic infrastructure combined to basically say that social media is the problem and needs to be reined in and that social media needs to, quote unquote, cut out misinformation. And by misinformation, they don't actually mean things that are wrong. They just mean stuff they don't like. Yes. It's not anything of a surprise. They've been doing this since 2016. So before 2016, I know everybody has a short memory. Before 2016, everybody in the media loved Facebook, right? Because Facebook was the place where Barack Obama won the 2012 election. Mm -hmm. Facebook, he he had figured out these brilliant strategies. Then Trump wins in 2016. And they've got to find some rationale for why Hillary Clinton, the worst candidate in American history, lost. And it can't be that she's the worst candidate because that would mean she was the worst candidate. It's got to be something else. And so what they come up with is it's Facebook. Facebook allowed Russian dissemination of disinformation. Facebook allowed dissemination of disinformation via the Trump campaign and all this. Now, there was a a subtle shift that happened here where the critique went from Russian disinformation, which would be, you know, that actually has a, a definition. That would be active foreign intervention in an American election via false propaganda to misinformation. Right? They shifted from disinformation which could be targeted to misinformation, Mm -hmm. which now includes anything they don't like. So they will just scrub the Hunter Biden article because that is, quote unquote, misinformation, even though it's true. And in this NPR article, they rip Daily Wire, not because we report things that aren't true. They admit in the article that we don't report things that aren't true. They they quote quote, some sort of, quote unquote, expert professor Mm -hmm. at an Ivy League university saying that any true fact, quote unquote, stripped of context can become misinformation. Which is to say that if you're conservative and you give context for information in a way that, that leftists don't like, this now constitutes misinformation. And that's what this entire campaign is about. There's this extraordinarily perverse thing that has happened with regard to how we consume information in the United States. It used to be that you would bookmark a place like Daily Wire or The Blaze and you'd go directly there. And then because social media is so convenient, people get Daily Wire or The Blaze or Breitbart from their newsfeed on Facebook. And the left noticed that all of the dissemination of information was now centralized in one place. And then they said, okay, well, what if we just now bottleneck that? What if we just strangle the, in the crib all of these conservative organizations by telling the disseminator of information to just cut off the faucet? And that's what NPR is doing right now. They're trying to reestablish an, a, an establishment media monopoly with the help of the Democratic Party. And apparently your taxpayer dollars is NPR. They're trying to do all of that by basically pressuring Facebook into preventing anything they don't like from ever seeing the light of day. It would be bad if it was coming from the New York Times, but it's coming from NPR. That is an arm of the U.S. government. I mean, that is paid for by the U.S. government. Our tax dollars go to pay for NPR. Uh, And it is probably the closest we have to an actual state media outlet. Uh, And with everything that the White House has been saying about, you know, we're uh, we're flagging and, you know, we're we're hoping that. That Facebook is going to stop these people who are who are killing people with their misinformation. You they have said this about almost everything. The latest is just covid. You know, everything that the right or that liberty lovers or constitutionalists have been talking about every time since 2008, they have been saying that that's going to get somebody killed there. There we're just fomenting a revolution or whatever. It, this is the 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 open door to the end of the First Amendment. And I 
don't see anybody in uh, outside of conservative circles really talking about this and taking this seriously. This is really dangerous. Oh, it's super dangerous. And, and if it were Trump doing it, you know that this would be an oh assault on the press. You know, Trump said, said oh, yeah. a mean thing about someone from the press, and it was like, wow, the First Amendment under attack. Now you have the White House deliberately saying that social media should shut down things the White House doesn't like, and the entire press is sucking its thumb in the corner or cheering it on. I mean, there's an article from Kara Swisher, who's just terrible in The New York Times, and she's been basically every article she writes is about why Facebook should do what she wants Facebook to do. Uh, And she had an article about Biden's comments the other day where he said that Facebook was killing people, which, again, is absurd. First of all, it assumes that human beings don't have agency Mm -hmm. and can't actually do risk assessment for themselves and take a look at the facts themselves. Number two, it assumes that Facebook is purposefully disseminating false information about COVID, which is just a lie. It assumes that they are, in fact, a publisher, not a platform, which is kind of hilarious since the entire leftist support for Facebook is rooted yep. in Section 230, which suggests they're a platform, not a, not, a, not a publisher. So she writes in this piece, backing Joe Biden, saying that Facebook is killing people, quote, attempting to stop falsehoods by claiming to offer good information is like using a single sandbag to hold back an impossibly fetid ocean. It's like that when it comes to a range of once anodyne, now divisive issues, from election integrity to critical race theory to whatever, keeping this country in a constant state of twitchy confusion. So now... She's, I mean, she's giving away the ball game there, right? The idea here is not that the Democrats care about cutting down on quote-unquote COVID misinformation. If they wanted to cut down on COVID mi- misinformation, perhaps they should stop Dr. Fauci from talking. Since yes. He's now reversed himself on every major position he ever mm-hmm. held, from masking to the efficacy of vaccines without masks to school reopening. But put that aside, the, she's now broadened it out from COVID to everything. She literally says everything, right? That, that Facebook should police all the things because... Otherwise, people could tell lies about things like critical race theory. And by lies, she means the truth, because she's a believer in critical race theory, right. as most of the members of the left-wing New York Times editorial board are. So this is, it is the great danger to the country that the informational distribution mechanisms are now being leveraged into top-down control by Democrats. Now, listen, I don't think that the heads of Facebook, particularly Zuckerberg, have a congenital interest in doing this. But I also don't know that they have the stones to actually stand up to this effort for long periods of time, which is why I've called on people who listen to my show and people who read Daily Wire to subscribe to Daily Wire and subscribe to The Blaze and subscribe to Fox Nation or anywhere else they get their Likewise. conservative news because yep. pretty soon it's going to be the, the model for, for informational distribution is going to be completely revised by a, an authoritarian left. So the arrogance is usually uh, where people, they just, they, they overplay their hand. The left overplays their hand all the time. But I feel like they've overplayed their hand for 10 years now. And it doesn't seem to be an overplaying. How, how do you see this changing at all, Ben? Are we, where are we on this timeline of, no. of losing freedom? So I, I think that it, I really believe the future of the country and the only possibility that we stay together as a country is going to not be because of anything we, the conservatives, do, uh, or even anything the radical left does. It's going to be the people in the middle. Do yes. the people in the middle decide that they are going to stand up to this stuff, or do they just go with whoever is the loudest voice and just appease that, that loud voice? And that includes people who are sort of the moderate liberals. You remember there's that Harper's Weekly letter last year where 150 liberals yes. uh, wrote this piece about how cancel culture was bad. They had their obligatory kind of slaps at Trump, but, they, but then they did the, the cancel culture is bad routine. And the question for them is, are you just trying to keep the Overton window open for yourself, or are you willing to expand that to people who don't actually agree with you? Because if it's only the former, the country's not going to survive. 
if you say, listen, we, the liberal side, we may agree with leftists on a lot of their utopian goals, but we are not willing to shut down conversations, destroy individual rights, shut down the First Amendment in order to achieve those goals. So maybe we'll get to utopia later, but at least we won't have destroyed the country. If they do that, the country can survive. If they decide to move along with the left because the left has some of the same political priorities, then we will fall apart as a country because there is no way that the right is just going to sit still for this. And with everything that is going on, I mean, we're really disturbed, Ben. What does your research show on what's happening um, with justice and the FBI, especially on this January 6th thing? I mean, FBI looks like it's possibly involved in it uh you know they were now involved with the whitmer thing and that's kind of going awry i mean it we're in a really dangerous place what what are you feeling or hearing about what's happening legally with just january 6th well obviously the, the sort of resources that the government is devoting to prosecuting everybody from from january 6th uh well i'm perfectly fine with people who violate the law going to jail. Me too. Uh, There is obviously a a wide disparity between the resources devoted by the federal government to prosecuting people on January 6th and the complete willingness of pretty much everybody to just shrug and, and in fact, cheer. Rioters last year doing $5 billion in damage, $2 billion in insured damage to major cities around the country. I mean, that disparity is is pretty obvious and wide. Uh, You know, as far as sort of the the January 6th of it all, uh, I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't particularly followed the the sort of theorizing about the FBI and its involvement with January 6th, because frankly, it seems like there's pretty good evidence a lot of these people wanted to go in and do something uh, stupid, petty, foolish, and criminal. Um, But the the bigger problem with January 6th is is to me not the quote-unquote FBI involvement. I I think we already know that there are problems with the FBI from the entire Mueller investigation. The, The big problem to me with January 6th is the attempt by the left to use January 6th as the tool to silence everybody. Right. It's if you voted for Trump, you're in favor of January 6th, which means you're dangerous, which means that really we should be taking a second look at you. January 6th was such a, a breach of democracy that you must continue to give us unalloyed power at the federal level in order to stop things like January 6th from happening ever again. And the, the continual focus by the Democrats on January 6th, the blowing of it out, out of all proportion, treating it as though it was the single worst thing to happen in modern American history, when in reality, Security does its job. January 6th never happens in the way that it happens, right? The, the big failure there is what the Senate Intelligence Committee said it was, which was a complete failure of all of the apparatuses of law enforcement to stop people from invading the Capitol in the first place. In reality, it was several hundred people who broke into a building. Yes, many of them intend on doing grave harm, and they should go to jail for that. Yeah. But the notion that it was like an insurrection about to overthrow the American government it's and insane. thus give us unalloyed power is insane. I mean, it, it was not about to overthrow the American government. The place was cleared within two hours. The Congress, led, by the way, by Mike Pence, Trump's vice president and Mitch McConnell in the Senate led the certification of the election. So, like, at what point was American democracy truly in danger? That's why when you see when you when you hear these stories about um, when you hear these stories about top generals at the Pentagon saying things like, well, you know, it was the Reichstag fire and this is all Hitler. It's like, read a book. Like, for goodness sake, read a book or you're just being dishonest. Can I take five minutes more of your time, Ben? I want to respect your time. Do you have to run or can I? Uh, oh, no, we're good. Yeah, okay. Give me one minute and we'll come back with Ben Shapiro. Sponsor this half hour is AMAC. Um, it's almost a rite of passage to join a benefits group when you climb up into your 50s. So have you done it yet? If so, who'd you choose? 
Um, I, I would like you, if you haven't chosen somebody or if you have change your mind, would you look at a second option? Take a look at the Association of Mature American Citizens or AMAC. If you haven't joined one yet, let me tell you why you should go to AMAC. If you're looking for the benefits, you know, the life insurance, the travel discounts, all of that stuff, you're going to find you've joined a great group. And the other option here is you get the benefits and they are pushing back against the crazy left and the constant effort to legislate this country out of existence in Washington, D.C. Third thing is they're a source of uncensored information that you can trust, complete with newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, and a bi-monthly magazine. Over a quarter of a million AMAC members have already directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. Uh, you know, some of these uh, some of these things for mature Americans, they are they are selling them uh, bound and tied to their foe. Uh, and it's it's not good. AMAC was started when we really kind of realized the other the other group was pushing for all of the Obamacare uh, uh, subsidies and everything else. And that wasn't in the best interest of people who really needed help. AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits and the information. More importantly, because America needs you and we need to hang together or we will most certainly hang separately. AMAC.us slash Beck. AMAC.us slash Beck. Go there now. 10 seconds. Station ID. Ben Shapiro, who I have tremendous uh, respect for, uh, you know, I met a I met a kid. He was probably gosh, 12 or 13, I think. Uh, met him backstage at uh, CPAC. And I I looked at him and I was talking to him and I said to him, you remind me of Ben Shapiro. Uh, he when he was when he was your age, uh, you know, you were when, when did you go to college? Like. Uh, I, I was 16, but if you said that to that kid, yeah, I was 16. That, that, that kid had some real hard teenage years ahead of him. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 he does. He does. But uh, you've been a great, a great force. We have about a, a minute here, Ben, uh, two minutes. Tell me the thing that uh, you're most concerned about and the thing that we can actually make an impact on. So right now, the thing that I'm most concerned about is the woke vocification of corporations, the, the use of business to cram down particular viewpoints on the rest of the American public inside your business place, threatening you with firing if you don't post the proper black square or the yeah, proper yeah. gay pride message, like that kind of stuff. If that continues, then we are going to completely bifurcate as a country. And it is an area where we can successfully push back in the same way that a lot of people have pushed back in the educational sphere. All it really requires is for you to politically unionize with some of your friends, because it really is like a very core group of radical leftists who renormalize these institutions by taking advantage of people not wanting to cause controversy right. or have HR issues. And so if you can be loud and proud on the other side and outnumber those folks, then you really can get your institution to just go back to kind of weapons down, no politics in the workplace, which would be, I think, the best available outcome there. Any doubt in your mind that the the giant corporations uh, are using the Great Reset uh, or headed that way and they're using the Marxists as fuel, that they'll eat the Marxists when all is said and done. 
You know, I, I think that they think they'll eat the Marxists, but we'll find out. I mean, uh-huh. it, it'll it'll be a pitch battle. I, I mean, a, a lot of the corporations thought, you know, that in the in the early days of, of the Russian Revolution, that things would end up well for them. They didn't. A lot of the corporations thought in the early days of the Nazis that things would end up great for them. Not so much. So it, it turns out that when you get in bed with the government and with people who love government, uh, you shouldn't be surprised when you get screwed. Um, so they, yeah, I think a lot of these people think they're in control, but they are not, I think. Ben Shapiro, a great work at the Daily Wire. Give Jeremy and everybody uh, my best. Thank you for all of the years of service that you've done and what you're working on now uh, to keep us and the rest of the world free. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to Daily Wire, thedailywire.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Let me tell you a little bit about American financing. Eventually, economic growth is going to drive interest rates higher. It, It has to. It could happen as early as this fall, but we don't know. Everything is upside down and inside out. It's insane. So I have no idea what they're going to do. I will tell you this. ESG scores... Uh, are coming and they are coming to you, which is going to mean that it is going to get harder and harder for you, your company to get business loans unless you fall into line. Please call American financing today. Get this off of your your plate. Get get mortgage refied. Uh, get a debt consolidation loan. You can do these things without resetting your mortgage, and you'll save three hundred to a thousand bucks every single month. American Financing, they're on your side. They work for you. So call them now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Just explain your situation. They'll tell you if they can help or not. Save a lot of money. AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. NPR doesn't want you to subscribe. I think you should. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I want to take you to the Trafalgar group. The Trafalgar is a group that you're aware of, but you may not remember their name. Uh, They are the most accurate polling group out there Uh, for 2020 most accurate national presidential polls 2018 most accurate midterm polls Uh, 2017 only pollster to correctly call uh, Georgia six special election 2016 most accurate presidential polls Uh, 92.6% current five year correct election call rating Uh, right now. You know, the the uh, the poll companies are trying to figure out what what do we do wrong? How do we what happened? How come we were so wrong? Uh, And they can't figure it out. Well, Trafalgar uh, just does things differently. And they I think they're rooted in common sense myself. Um, We have a new poll that has just been conducted and it has not been released yet. It will be released in its entirety uh, after this interview nationwide. Uh, But they have done a um, a a new poll on critical race theory. And we all know that critical race theory is a problem for some and liberals say it's not a problem. Um, so they didn't do a poll on that. They did a poll on, okay, if it is a problem, what do we do about it? And I wanted to bring in, uh, Robert Cahaley. He is the chief pollster of the Trafalgar group. Uh, welcome Robert. How are you? 
Just fine. It's an honor to be on your show again. Thank you. It's good to have you. So, um, Robert, tell me, tell me what you found in this poll that teaches us something important and different. Well, it, it has more to do with the, um, the differences uh, of how people perceive of uh, critical race theory. And um, it, it definitely is um, the national perception of how it should be dealt with and, and who should deal with it. And, um, and everybody is taking the yeah. poll of whether or not critical race theory is a problem. You skipped that. Right. I mean, you went right to what are we going to do about it? And what did you find? Well, uh, what we found is uh, there's a a sizable amount of the the public uh, believes that that parents need to teach their their own opinions, uh, regardless what what the school does. Uh, but there's also a significant amount of people who see this as kind of a call to action to either get their kids out of public school and uh, or or to uh, actively take over these school boards. So I found this I found this interesting um, because you look at Republicans and it was about 38 percent said if CRT is being taught in their child's school, they need to remove their children from school. That's that's almost 40 percent. Yeah, 38% is pretty high, and that's no kidding. I mean, it's a very strong number. But what I found interesting beyond that was 20% of liberals said the same thing and 22% of, uh, of independents. So you're looking, you know, 25 28% of all Americans, no matter what you vote for, about 25% of all Americans believe that you should take your child out of public school if it is being taught. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Well, and when you add to it the number of people who say you fight it by taking over the school boards, now, now you start talking about a majority. And, and, that, and that's, the, that's the, the key factor is that either get your kids out of the school or take over the school boards, but the parents want a school that is accountable uh, to what they believe, and that they either get that by picking the school, uh, whether it's uh, parochial or a private or, or, or charter school or homeschooling, or they get it by getting in, involved in controlling the school board elections. But parents won't say so, and what's being taught to their children. So you did this um, in conjunction with Convention of, of States, which is an organization that I completely agree with, um, having a new constitutional convention. Um, but this one shows that, um, let me just go through some of the numbers, 51% of American voters say parents opposed to critical race theory should take action. 27% of American voters say parents who oppose critical race theory should remove their children from public school if CRT becomes a part of children's curriculum. 24% say American voters and parents should, uh, who oppose critical race should run candidates and work to take control of the local school boards if CRP, uh, CRT becomes part of the children's curriculum. 29% say they should teach their views at home without interfering at school if CRT becomes a part of children's curriculum. That one I don't even understand in, in seeing that 
critical race theory teaches if you don't believe this stuff you're an enemy to you know goodness and sunshine and uh and candy free candy for everybody i mean you're you're what are the what do the kids do how would the kids even process that if they're being taught the exact opposite at home when the teacher is saying if you don't buy into any of this you're you're a hate monger you're you're trouble well i think this reflects a couple of things one you mentioned our success one of our successes is based on the fact that, you know, we, we are pretty good at, at giving, getting what people really think when they're very uh, hesitant to give their genuine opinion. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you, and, and, and what I saw and looking at other answers people gave who answered that, that, that group is a mix of people who are hesitant because they, you know, they, they don't want to express an opinion. A lot of those people oppose critical race theory, but a lot of them are, conservative folks who oppose a lot of things that are being taught in school and they're used to teaching them something different at home, but some of them just don't want to verbalize their opinion. I mean, it, we, we see this in, in every single survey and that's, that's one of the things we've specialized is kind of getting to um, what, what this survey tells me is that there's a very small percentage of people who actually are in favor of it. And that's why we figured we didn't want to run the traditional if you're mm -hmm. opposed or in favor of it poll, because frankly, people are very hesitant to give you a straight answer there. Uh, but I would tell you of that 29%, you're probably looking at 10 or 15 who oppose it, but, but are used to opposing a lot of things taught in secular public schools right. and, and just already teach their kids that, that, that you know, worry about the, the math and science, but uh, let us, let us teach everything. So else. what does that tell us about, the commitment uh, and the fervor, if you will, of of this being different, of of parents saying, you know, I've I've taken it for a long time, but no more. Does it does that show a weakening of the will? I think it's a. I mean, I think it's strengthening one because it, school board elections, especially in states that and districts that do not have them during the regular election cycle, are notoriously low attendance elections. And I don't think there are going to be any low attendance school board elections in the near future. Mm. Uh, this has awakened people uh, on, on a lot of uh, fronts. We hear movements about trying to get school board elections moved onto the regular ballot. We hear people talk about making school board elections partisan so that they'll, they'll, be, and they'll face the same voters the same day and be held accountable within a party structure. But, uh, I mean, to me, this, 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 this says... Parents that have choices and can afford choices are going to use them, and there's a sizable amount who are going to impact those school board elections. And for the 24% who say go win the school board elections, uh, I believe there's probably a working majority if those people are active to vote, but to vote based on a more traditional candidate. I mean, we we saw to me this all started last summer. And, and, and this is something we encapsulated and we talked about was as much as people are troubled by the violence and the statues being torn down and everything, mm -hmm. what we keep getting from people was what bothered them more was that it didn't seem to bother their children. We kept getting that people telling us that, that all this stuff and, you know, people trying to tear down Andrew Jackson's stat statue in front of the, of the White House, it, it didn't seem to bother their kids. 
And, and you know, mm-hmm. with COVID, people are see, seeing what their kids are hearing. And, and there's just all of a sudden this rebellion. I mean, rebellion in that we can't just leave this up to uh, the government. Right. You know, the same government that, that people don't trust is, is, is teaching your kids. Robert, one of the things you've done really well with your polling and you've made people aware of is that people don't answer polls honestly. They don't always say what they what they really think. Is that effect getting worse? I mean, I know it goes back to people refer back to the 80s, the Bradley effect uh, in Los Angeles. Is this something that people are really changing the way that they answer polls? And is that effect getting more pronounced? Yes. Um, And just simply, you know, I I grew up in South Carolina and I always remember we're in the media markets in North Carolina hearing that whatever Jesse Helms numbers are, if he's only down before, he's going to win. I mean, so, you know, we always call it the Helms factor. It was the bad effect for the California race. But that, that had a, had a very specific tone to it about very specific things. People not want to be judged or racist. But since then, um, with Trump, we saw the effect in 16. But by 2020, with cancel culture and people being docked and, you know, people being attacked, it has gone underwater. The first thing is it is very hard to get people who are conservatives to participate in a poll to begin with. It is one of the fundamental reasons so many got it wrong in 2020. They were undersampling Republicans because they were hard to get to participate in the polls to begin with. Then the Republicans who were willing to participate in polls, more willing, tended to be the very small sliver of never Trump Republicans. So they're waiting up their Republican participation to meet their goals. And then they're overblowing mm. the never Trump Republicans. And so no wonder their polls are so far off. You had to start by saying, hey, I've got to get the people I have to get. Waiting is one of the things that is a biggest problem in polling because people get a small sample of the group and maybe they needed 30% and they only got 22. Well, they waited up. Well, if you're going to wait it up, you better you better have it on, the, on you better nail it because if you, you're, you could be distorting uh, a flawed sample to begin with. So, so we always shoot for not having to do very much waiting in the end because we want to get it right the first time. So what is the difference between you and them? Why do they just keep failing? I mean, they're they're now going through and they they can't figure out why all their polls were wrong and you were right. What what is are they intentionally doing this? Are they just misguided? What what was happening there? That's that's a very good question. We we, we say uh, sometimes that you know you first have to figure out whether their goal is to reflect the election or their goal is to affect the election. Mm. And I, I think that there's there's an even division on that. But the other problem is is these ridiculous sh- short, I mean, long surveys and small samples. I mean, do you know somebody who's got time to answer thirty five yeah. questions on a Tuesday yeah. night? Yeah. And then they're going to call those people, and they're only going to call 600, 700, say it represents an entire state. Their margin of error is going to be through the roof. And, and then what you get is people who care too much about issues. The kind of person who will answer 35 questions on a Tuesday night cares too much about politics on the left or the right. Mm. Or God forbid they're just bored. You have got to get to average working people. We believe in quick surveys that are less than nine uh, questions and less than three minutes to take. And so get it in and get out, because if I don't represent people who think about politics rarely, I'm not going to get the mainstream of American thought. 
Hey, Robert, we have only like one more minute. Quick question though for you. I hear from Republicans, conservatives all the time that say almost as a point of pride, I won't take a, I won't take a poll. I won't participate in them because I hate these pollsters. They get everything wrong. And that's an understandable sentiment. On the other hand, though, that's allowing these polls, not necessarily yours, because yours are doing it, going about it a different way. But these polls that often shape the media narrative are being utilized against all of these candidates mm-hmm. because these Republicans are not participating as often. Should conservatives participate more often in these polls? I think conservatives should listen to the name of the company. They want to go check it out, just like they do with us. They tell us all the time they Google our name, see that we're a fair pollster. I think conservatives should only answer polls that come from us. <laughs> that's a good policy. I like it. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that is a refreshingly honest answer, uh, Robert Kahaley. Thank you so much. He's the chief pollster of the Trafalgar Group. Uh, they are the the gold standard now of polls. The Trafalgar Group dot org. Uh, you can follow Robert at Robert Kahaley. Um, Robert, thank you for breaking the story with us, and thank you for all the work you're doing. Appreciate it. All right, Genucel is knocking it out of the park this summer. For the first time ever, you can get 50% off your first online Genucel order today. During their summer blowout sale, get 50% off packages, including Genucel for under-eye bags and puffiness and Genucel's eyelid lift. Order now, and you can get Genucel's customer favorite, the Vitamin C Deep Firming Serum, free at checkout. It's time for you to see your skin go smooth as silk and free from redness and dark marks right before your eyes. Uh, here's what Mary from Reno, Nevada had to say about her experience. She said, I've been using GenuCell for a while now. It's perfect for my sensitive skin. These products hydrate and bathe my skin completely, and now I'm blemish-free, so much so that I don't even need any face makeup anymore. I look at pictures of myself 15 years ago, and there's barely any change. Get 50% off today, online orders only, if you go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. you got to enter the code BECK30 at checkout for an extra 30 bucks off. Results guaranteed, or you get 100% of your money back, so there's nothing to risk here. Don't wait. Call them now, 800-577-8709, or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Coming up uh, after the uh, news at the top of the hour, we're going to go into the lies, the, the misleading facts, the things that the Biden administration said they've got to stop by partnering with social media. Um, It's an interesting thing because a lot of what has caused this situation has been the lies and the misleading statements uh, and the fabrication of stories by the mainstream media that the White House wants to ignore. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much, Hillary. I, I've been talking to you about Rectech now for, I don't know, over a year, year and a half. Did you make a pizza on one yet? Uh, I haven't, <sighs> but you're coming over to my house this weekend, aren't you? I, yes. Okay. Picture yourself in the heat of the summer with a Rectech, grilling, smoking, baking to perfection. Everything from appetizers and main course meats to desserts. We're making a pizza in mind this weekend. All from an app on your phone or your device. From your cell phone, you just dial pound 250 and say Rectech, and you're going to save 10% off site-wide. 
It is really, really simple to use. You do that today and you can talk to their employee based U.S. customer service representatives who each one of them own a rec tech. They'll answer all of your questions about the different models of small smart grill technology. These are not people reading from a script. These are people who are actually their owners of the grill themselves so they can help you. Here's the reason, again, to call right now. This week only, when you call, you'll receive a 10% discount off site-wide. Rare sale, all uh, sale, all from your cell phone. Just dial pound 250 and say Rectech. Pound 250, say Rectech. I want to talk to you about misinformation and how almost everything that we are dealing with now that is a problem is coming from misinformation, but not in from in misinformation from the right, not misinformation from a group or this group or that group, unless that group is the Democratic Party. And I want to make this case and just use common sense. Just use common sense. Lock that firmly in her seat and let's have a chat about what we're really facing in 60 seconds. All right. The Consumer Price Index reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics most widely used measure of inflation in the United States. The most recent report released on July 13th showed we saw just now the largest one-month change since June of 2008, and the largest 12-month increase since August of 2008. Remember what we were headed towards? What happened in 2008? It was a housing crash, but it wasn't. It was a bubble, and it was a bubble created by lies and by politicians. Apparently, inflation isn't real if you're the Fed, and you don't want it to be. But the president just admitted yesterday about the runaway inflation that we're seeing. But it's only temporary, only temporary. May I suggest that you proactively protect yourself against inflation and the potential collapse of the U.S. dollar? All of them will say that could never happen. But they are taking steps to protect themselves. What are you doing Goldline is currently offering a 6% bonus special on qualifying self-directed IRA transactions and their highly popular gold legal tender bar. These are cards that are like, you can keep them in your wallet and they are eligible for both IRA acquisitions and orders for direct delivery. When I say it's a card, it's not a little piece of plastic. It's an actual gold or silver bar that you can keep with you. Call Goldline today. Find out how to protect yourself with a 
proactive and judicious investment in precious metals. They're standing by to talk to you about it right now. This isn't a uh, impulse buy. This is something that you need to do your homework on and really, honestly, pray about it and find out if it is right for you and your family. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV, you've heard the lies about critical race theory. It's harmless. It's just a law theory. It's the new conservative boogeyman. Opponents of CRT are racist. It's not being taught in public school. Glenn exposes the true origins of critical race theory and gives you the facts you need to fight back in the war for our children's minds. Watch Marxist Methods, debunking the left's lies about critical race theory. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. I want to talk to you a little bit about misinformation and the problems that we have here in America. And it, it, it's really not complex. It's really not. Why are we having these problems? Why are we seeing things like uh, the numbers of people who don't believe that we walked on the moon suddenly double? Why, why is that happening? Why is it that people don't believe in institutions? Is it, is it propaganda? Has it been misinformation? Is it coming from the right? Is it coming from the left? Is it intentional or is it an accident? Well, we've been heading down this road for a long time because people didn't know people didn't know who to trust, but there wasn't a way to actually go and get information elsewhere. The internet has changed absolutely everything. And so now we can get different information. We can get real information and we can get bogus information. And when when the officials are not in line with the American people. And that, that doesn't mean that we don't agree or we, we don't ever disagree. What it means is when people hear a, an excuse, for instance, you're going to the store and you're paying 11% more for milk than you were just a couple of months ago. And then you hear the president say, there is no inflation. You know that's not true. When somebody says to you a um, uh, gives a reason or excuse and it just doesn't feel right, it's like that's not true. You're more susceptible to going out and hearing something that might be an absolute lie, but it fits the scenario. And so you lose the trust of all of the institutions because you figure out they, they're lying to you now and they've been probably lying to you for a long time, which opens up all of the doors of now I don't believe we went to the moon. All the crazy stuff. There's a good number of people now all over the world that believe that chips are inside of the vaccine. Absolutely not true. However, with all of the other actions that have been done by the elites in our world, it's gaining credibility because you don't know if you can trust them. I, I would never think that the FBI had infiltrated groups and had been setting them up for a political agenda. For instance, the, Whit, the Whitmer uh, kidnapping. It appears 
as though that wasn't something that they stopped. It was something that they fomented and stopped. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how much of it is true, because who do you trust to give you that news? Do you trust the FBI? Never in my life did I not think that I would trust the FBI. I don't trust the FBI now. Why? Well, because it doesn't seem like they ever get punished for the things that they're doing. For instance, lying to a FISA court. This is one of the worst things that you can possibly do. One guy changes a report, actually physically changes the situation on uh, what they're presenting to the court and saying, this is why you should give us access to everything because he is not part of us. He's never worked for us. He's never done any of these things when the exact opposite was true and the FBI went in and changed the documents to fit their narrative. Once you do that on something that you're going after a president of the United States, I have a hard time believing you wouldn't do that to me. I mean, if they did it and got away with it with somebody like the president of the United States, do you think they give a flying crap about you? Now, that doesn't mean that the FBI is bad. I, I believe that the vast majority of the FBI agents are good. But what's happening at the upper end is what's trouble. Do you believe, let me, pay, let me, play, um, let me play cut one here. This is Saki clarifying that Facebook, um, the post, the tagging, and what they're really doing. I want you to listen to this. First of all, we've not fa asked Facebook to block uh, any individual posts. Uh, the way this works is that there are trending, there are trends that are out there on social media platforms. Uh, you're aware of them. Uh, we're aware of them. Anyone in the public can be aware of them. There's also um, uh, data that we um, we look at that many media platforms, like many of you, also okay. look at data in terms of trends. And you so what are they saying here? They're saying that they're not interfering with Facebook. They are just saying, Facebook, you should take action against anybody who is, is uh, providing you with misinformation. And that, that's it. Do you believe that? I don't, but I have nothing to back it up. But I don't believe that. And if you think that makes me a radical, let me reverse the scenario. If Donald Trump said exactly the same thing, do you think the other side would believe it? See, the problem is we're losing faith in our institutions, but then everything has become politicized that the exact same thing can be done by one president and half the country thinks it's okay and the other half thinks they should go to jail for it. And then the D is switched to an R or vice versa. And all of a sudden, the entire population switches because we're not talking about principles anymore. All we're talking about is politics. We, we've lost the trust in anything but a political letter, R or D. That is extraordinarily dangerous.
and how is this happening? You know, all I heard about for the last six years is what a liar Donald Trump is. Okay. All right. Let's accept that that's true. Just accept that all of that is true. Well, let me give you some examples of um, the other side and Joe Biden. Um, Why are we having so much? Why are we having problems right now with thinking that Nazis are coming to get us? Well, the misinformation about neo-Nazis. Biden launched his presidential campaign in April 2019 by claiming that President Donald Trump had referred to the neo-Nazis and white supremacists in Charlottesville, Virginia, as very fine people. We know that's not true. We know it's not true. We have the audio tape of what he said. He was not saying the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists. In fact, he said those were bad people. But there were also other very fine people who felt things were being changed and they were standing and going for that reason. And you can't put all of them into the same bucket. Misinformation. Did the media further that? Did social media further that? Or did they flag it and say, this isn't true? The only way anyone will have credibility is when they say this was a lie, this wasn't true, and call out their own side. It's why we do it. And we get a lot of heat from people who are just, and I understand it. I really do understand it. We, we are in a situation where it's literally becoming life and death. It's literally freedom or slavery. And so... You don't want anything to hurt your side, but we cannot be on the side of anything but truth. Only those who have some credibility will be able to lead in the future. And those people who have credibility are the ones who will just tell you the truth and say, you know what? That's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I know that doesn't make people happy, but we were wrong about this. But they didn't do that. The misinformation about the coronavirus vaccine. Can we please play, let's see, is it cut one? I think it's cut one on Biden and uh, Kamala Harris talking about the vaccine prior to the election. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's OK. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You've got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us that we should take it, I'm not taking it. 
Okay, who is the anti-vaxxer here? That's incredible. That's an incredible montage. That is, that's unbelievable. I asked the staff to, we could have more. I asked the staff yesterday, can you just put together the montage of, of these guys saying, I'm not going to take the vaccine and calling into question. Now, why did they do that? They only did that to play on people's fears and hype it up that you can't trust it. Now, there may be reasons you can't trust the vaccine. It is it's completely new, a completely new way of making vaccines. Um, it was rushed. But it seems to be safe. I mean, it's the biggest trial in human history, and we are just trying it on people. But we were in a situation where we needed the vaccine and it seems to be working, it seems to be good. Now they are coming after people who have these questions when they're not being transparent. They are not saying to people, just look at it. Just look at it and you decide and let's have a debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. They're telling us. Now think of how evil this is. They're telling the American people that is the misinformation from the from the right and people like me who say, if you want to take the vaccine, take the vaccine. I, I think it's probably okay. I don't know. And nobody will know for 10 years, but I don't think there's any chips in it or anything else. So take it, especially if you're vulnerable. They say that that is dangerous misinformation. And it's coming from the political right. Well, when you find out that the people who are not getting vaccinated are African-Americans and Hispanics, that's where the lion's share is. When you hear that, are they are Hispanics and African-Americans? Are they suddenly listening to the Daily Wire and to Glenn Beck, Ben Shapiro? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You, of course, New York Times, they would say that we're all white people and we're all conservatives. So how is that? Because it's not about the vaccine. It's not about saving lives. It's about politics. More in a second. Give me 60 seconds to tell you about our sponsor. It's Built Bar. People always want to ask God why bad things happen to good people. I have almost the same question, but it goes like this. Why does everything that tastes good have to be bad for you? Seriously, I think I'm more curious about that than, you know, what he was thinking when he made the duck-billed uh, platypus. I mean, there's questions there. What, are, what kind of God designs that animal? I want to know why butter is bad for you. I think a cool one does. A duck-billed platypus is awesome. That's a cool creature. Mm. And butter's good, too. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a cre uh, creation of God. All right. So there's one exception to the rule about things that taste good being bad for you. And it, it's it's an amazing one. When you bite into a built bar, you will swear you are taking a bite out of a candy bar. I don't know what kind of black magic goes into making it. Quite honestly, I don't care. They're low calorie, low carb, high protein, high fiber. Nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. You can get a mix box. You can try two of each of the nine flavors. 
just to find out which ones are your favorite. They have a new URL that is easy to remember. It's built.com, built.com. You're looking for something sweet, something really good, a treat, especially if you're trying to lose weight or stay in shape, built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You get 15% off your next order. Your mouth will thank me. Built.com. Promo code BEC15. 10 seconds, station ID. Misinformation. So the White House says they have to stop misinformation, and they're starting with the coronavirus. And they are partnering, their own documentation says they are partnering with social media to stop misinformation. Okay, so what happens, the misinformation about police officers? What happens about all the misinformation about what was happening with uh, Antifa and the riots? As they were attacking a federal courthouse in Portland and calling for the end of the United States of America. Biden said that the feds were brutally attacking peaceful protesters. Why don't we have why don't we trust the media? Why don't we why don't we trust and just line up and do whatever we're told to do? Because there are too many lies and almost everything that is happening in our world today is happening because the government has violated the the Bill of Rights and they have lied and caused these problems. How about the misinformation about China's threat to the U.S.? Biden says they're not a threat during the campaign. They're not a threat Uh, They're You know, Trump banning was hysterical xenophobia when you couldn't go to when you couldn't go to china how does he have any credibility on china now the misinformation on the military debts the misinformation about the economic reopenings the misinformation about trump and lafayette square the hunter biden laptop that wasn't misinformation these are out and out lies that were happening and is anyone talking about banning those things? More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's My Pillow. You've talked to we've talked about Mike Lindell on this program, uh, the inventor of My Pillow, and how his pillow has given me and so many others night after night after night of really good sleep. Well, they've got some uh, new uh, products that are out. They're always coming up with something new. His latest is on the towel set. Um, Try the MyPillow towels. Um, This is an incredible company that keeps coming up with ways that will reduce the cost of things and make the quality go up. He's got a six-piece towel set right now made from U.S. cotton, extremely absorbent, yet it still is really, really soft, and it's what you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. It's normally $109.99, but for a limited time, you can get the entire set for $39.99 with the promo code BACK. That's a huge savings. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, use the promo code BECK, 1-800-966-3117, MyPillow.com.
And if you fight back against the government telling you the false things, get the truth. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to play again for you the voices of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden during the campaign and what they were saying about a vaccine if it was released, you know, uh, before January of last year. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the mm. vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's OK. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. That is incredible. Incredible. Now, why would they say that? Did they believe it? No, they didn't believe it. They wanted to hedge in case it came out. They could create a division. We should all be cheering for something that is going to help the American people. But if you noticed, that doesn't happen. So when they say that they are going to crack down on people with misinformation about the coronavirus um, uh, medication, the vaccine, shouldn't we start with what they said? Shouldn't we start with them? Shouldn't we be questioning how they have any credibility on take this vaccine when they themselves planted the seeds of doubt? And they had the most significant action that has stopped people from getting vaccinated from the beginning. Give this stat because people don't know this and it is it's phenomenal. The absolute peak of vaccine distribution in this country on average was three point three eight four million doses that occurred on April 13th of this year. Also occurring on April 13th of this year was the government pausing the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. On the exact day of the exact peak. And since then, not only, I mean, they totally destroyed the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine uh, and, the, and the usage there with that pause, which is somewhat to be expected. But also the same thing, people became overall more hesitant uh, for, from vaccines. And they tried to push these polls out there immediately afterwards and said, oh, well, people actually think it's a good thing if you pause a vaccine. They think people are, they must be really on top of it. Well, the actions are totally disproving the, that nonsense the government was pushing out at the time. They paused that vaccine for 10 days. By the way, the result we should point out at the end of it was nothing. Nothing. Not even a warning. Nothing. The rare, the, the side effect was so rare they didn't even put a full warning uh, on the vaccine. But all of that came with a result of now 
all three vaccines that have been approved for use here in the United States have declined ever since. And now we're at about 521,000 doses a day. That day, that decision by not me, not RFK Jr., Mm -hmm. not Fox News, but the U.S. government, that is the thing that has changed the tide here. Eventually, demand would have run out anyway, obviously naturally. But I mean, when you're at three and four million doses a day, a few more weeks of that puts them put their own administration way past their goals all of those things that they're complaining about now you wouldn't need to worry about people who are uh, i guess listening to too much of rfk jr on facebook you wouldn't need to do any of that if you had just not blown that single decision which they did i say to my brothers and sisters in africa if they come up with a vaccine be careful be careful Don't let them vaccinate you with their history of treachery through vaccines, through medication. Don't take their medications. We need to call a meeting of our skilled virologists, our epidemiologists, our students of biology and chemistry. We need to give ourselves something better. There are 14 therapies that we can treat COVID with. The virus is a pestilence from heaven, and the only way to stop it is going to heaven. Well, what kind of Christian fanatic said that? Mm. That was Louis Farrakhan. Hmm. Has Louis Farrakhan been been banned? How many things does Louis Farrakhan have to say before the government says this guy is a dangerous source of misinformation? Now, I don't want him banned. I want him to speak freely. I want I want to know what Louis Farrakhan is saying. But they don't seem to have a problem. In fact, many of the Democrats line up to take their pictures with Louis Farrakhan. And yet people like me are deemed dangerous because I say you should decide. Now, it's, of course, just happening here in America because of the evil constitutionalists. Pay no attention to the hundred thousand people that protested in France last Saturday. Now, why are they protesting? They're protesting the latest measure by the by the Macron uh, administration to push people to get vaccinated to curb the infections by the Delta variant. Who are they pushing? Mm-hmm. They are saying that Macron needs to clear off. We are losing freedom because their health care administrators and administrators and their health care, the nurses and the doctors. There are those who don't want to be vaccinated on the front lines. And 100,000 people took to the streets left and right. Coming together in two separate marches, interesting, the left march and the right march, separate times, separate streets, um, at, on the same day, Saturday, protesting the same thing, but they couldn't get together. They couldn't stand together. Is that the, is that the Daily Wire that is doing that over in France? This is happening globally. Globally. We are questioning everything that our government is doing. We're looking and we're saying, what's causing all of these problems? Could we have 
could we have gotten further had we not been arguing arguing for political purposes uh about when did this really happen where did this really come from was china involved you're not going to get anybody in corporate america or corporate globally to throw china under the bus because they all are in bed with china they need china china's the future you know nobody's actually looking for answers what's causing the riots on the streets do you know the murder rate in some of our biggest cities in america is up 30 percent the murder rate is up 30 percent why is that happening well if you listen to the democrats now it's because the republicans wanted to defund the police what what where how is that even where who believes that you say the bold lie enough times and people believe it. And the bolder the lie, the more easy it is to get people to believe it because people think no one would lie about that. I mean, that's too easy to prove. It's called the big lie. And it was a principle of Hitler. The press, without any pushback, is calling what Donald Trump said about the election the big lie. The big lie, by the way, was how we can kill all the Jews. And there's no pushback. There's no problem with, with using that terminology where he is saying that Donald Trump was going to overthrow the government and that's why people were there. They weren't there to overthrow the government. And if you really cared, you'd be talking to me about Antifa. If you had any credibility, you would have not told me to deny the reality that I saw with my own eyes all across the country all summer long, where people were actually saying, defund the police, all police are murderers, and this is systematic racism, and America needs to be overthrown. That was a revolution that they were trying to start. The big lie? Everything that is happening, all problems that are happening in the United States and in the world right now is because the answers that we are given don't make sense. Ah, CRT. Well, that's not even being taught in school. At the same time, the same people who said that say they are doubling down on CRT to make sure that it's not taken out of schools. Well, which is it? Make no mistake, any of this talk about misinformation and disinformation, we know that Putin is involved in disinformation. We know it. The Russians always have. We know the Chinese are involved in misinformation and disinformation. What's happening coming from China is remarkable. And yet, is anybody really talking about that? Is anybody 
that has anything to do with anything, that has any kind of clout or credibility, are they actually talking about the things that matter? The answer is no. Why? Because everything has become about politics. When a country takes everything and makes everything about politics, it has no chance of survival unless the people unplug from the system. Unless the people say, I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I don't, I'm sorry. You want me to stand up and just tolerate you telling me that all white people are inherently racist and there's nothing you can do about it. And you have to become anti-racist, which is not the same as Martin Luther King. Anti-racism means I have to be racist to stop racists. Not going to do it. I'm not going to stand there. I'm not going to have my kids learn it. And I'm not going to teach them at home that they're mistaken. No, they are lying and they are feeding poison to us. And that poison is not in the vaccine. That poison has nothing to do with the vaccine. The poison is why we are discussing the vaccine instead of taking it or not taking it. It's why we are making it into such a big deal because the poison is politics. All right. Our sponsor is Relief Factor. If you are a person who has dealt with regular or severe pain, there's a way out of it. Have you ever had that moment Maybe when you're standing in front of the bathroom mirror, buttoning the sleeves of your shirt in the morning, where you stop and smile and think, wow, it was just a few months ago, I couldn't do that. That's me. I stood in the, I stood in the bathroom mirror and I was just buttoning up my shirt and my cuffs and I couldn't believe how easy it was for me to do it. I used to have to wake up my wife and one of the most um, emasculating things that I've ever gone through. I've had to wake up my wife and ask her to tie my shoes. I've had to wake her up and ask her to button my shirt. It was horrible. Little things, little things like being able to tie your own shoes uh, is a game changer for me. And that happened because of Relief Factor. I want you to call Relief Factor now. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. So, is Bill Burr canceled yet? Do we know? I cannot believe how some people just skate, and I have no idea why. Bill Burr is one of them. He's in the Mandalorian, and they they booted Gina Carano. Yeah, and Bill Burr is is going uh, here. Let me give you this clip. This is from uh, his podcast, Ripping CNN. Listen, I got to tell you. Uh, you know, my mother-in-law comes over to help watch the kids, and uh, she always puts on CNN. And do you know what those f-ing morons are doing? Do you know what those f-ing morons are doing? They're f-ing talking about Trump. I swear to God, I cannot believe people watch that channel. This, they're so dumb. <laughs> I don't buy it. They're a corporate news channel, and they just—they're just—they're just, they're, they're treasonous, un-American pieces of. Shit. 
You have to scare the hell out of them. You got to make them feel like they got a virus. Their house is going to burn down. And that, uh, and that the, the Nazis are coming back. Can you imagine if that was your job? You just go on TV every day and lie and, and get people to be against each other and, and just have everybody just sort of walking around in a low to high level of hysteria. Mm. How is he getting away with that? I don't know, especially when they cancel someone on the same show. I know. The Mandalorian. I uh, by the way, I happened to uh, hear the beginning of Chris Cuomo's show yesterday mm. by, by mistake. Uh, Were you he, in some sort of torture chamber? Yeah, Do they so, have a rat cage <laughs> strapped to your face? They must. I think he started with seven or eight stories. All of them were about Donald Trump. The man is not the president of the United States currently. Am I, did I miss a big story? I mean, uh, why are they so obsessed with him? They can't stop themselves. What are you going to talk about? That's Anything it. else they're going to talk about, they have to Obsession. talk about the problems that they themselves mm-hmm. have caused. Mm-hmm.